Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Now here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. And we are, uh, it's the 7th, 4th July, 2019, Independence Day in the United States. Broadcasting today from North Central, West Virginia. I'm going to continue on today in the last part of uh, beginning verse 12 of Philippians chapter 3. Uh, yesterday we learned the example of Paul. Uh, he talked about circumcision and non-circumcision, how the Christ is uh, our circumcision. Um, talked about his Jewish heritage, uh, how he persecuted the church, um, how that God had brought him uh, a long ways, how that uh, when he had his encounter with Christ on the road to to Damascus, that he... Uh, uh, was changed in an instant, basically. We know the story. He was blinded. Uh, God sent a man, Ananias, to tell Paul uh, what he must suffer for the cause of Christ and uh, to lay hands on his blinded eyes that he might be healed, he might see. And, of course, basically he saw greater in the spiritual realm than he did in the physical. He was, uh, his his blinded eyes, that was blinded spiritually became open that day. So, we're going to go from verse 12 to verse 21 today, hopefully, and uh, learn about, uh, some more about the high calling of God as Paul begins to speak about himself, uh, how he hasn't got there yet, hasn't uh, arrived. So, uh, before we do this, go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and which will not come back void. But it'll do that what you sent it to do. Lord, you sent your word to heal us. And uh, your word is still quick and powerful, sharper than every two-edged sword, cuts us under and divides and discerns. And it's your word to put above your name. And your word is truth. And you said your truth will set us free. We ask you today that you would save souls, that you would set free and deliver, that uh, your word would take uh, root in our heart, that would be our life, would be what we would speak. Uh, we speak your word, and Lord, it brings peace and love and joy in the Holy Ghost, the word of God says. So we thank you today, Lord, for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, Paul, the, la- the last verse we read yesterday was uh, verse 11, Philippians chapter 3. If by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. In other words, he said... Uh, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. The complete um, giving over. He was he considered himself a bond slave. The Greek is doulos, one that completely surrenders to another willingly uh, for life. It's it, it's a lifetime commitment. It's just not for a week or a day or for a moment. It's uh, not for just a church service. It's 
it's a lifetime commitment. It's wherever you put your foot, you're in Christ, and he is the, the Lord of our lives, and he needs to be in these last days. The Bible tells us that uh, there's peerless times that are here, not coming, they're here, <clears throat> and we're going to need Christ, and we're going to need him crucified. We're going to need to understand him, understand his sacrifice, understand his resurrection, understand uh, what's, what's going to happen in the future. This is uh, uh, the word of God tells us to encourage one another with uh, preaching and teaching of current events about the coming of the Lord. He's coming back, the Bible says, after a church uh, without spot and without wrinkle, which uh, is totally done by him. Uh, nothing to do with our righteousness because we don't have any. The Bible declares our righteousness is but what filthy rags before him. So we live in the righteousness of Christ. So he said, um, if any means I might obtain into the resurrection of the dead, which is the uh, uh, the Zoe life, the God kind of life. But verse 12 Pardon me. He says, not as though I've already obtained, either were already perfect, but I follow after that I might apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. He says, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I haven't got there yet. Um, I'm not living a, uh, a perfect, sinless life. I'm not living in sinless perfection. Um he was in the flesh, like me and you in the flesh. Yeah. In the book of Romans, he said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? The things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I end up doing. He's, he's, he speaks of the quandary of mankind, uh, our efforts, which are null and void, by the way, to try to live a sinless life in ourselves will, will never happen. It has to happen through the Holy Spirit, who gives us strength, leads us, and guides us into all truth and all righteousness with, with our faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his finished work and what he'd, what he'd uh, done to the cross, which the Bible declares that's where he defeated sin. That's where he defeated the powers of darkness was at the cross. The, the Bible declares in Colossians that he put them to an open shame. He triumphed over them, over every power, every principality, Every wickedness in high places, Jesus Christ overcame. He's Lord, and uh, he is Lord certainly by his sacrifice and by his resurrection and by his position at the right hand of God the Father. And the Bible says God looked at the Son and said, sit by my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. So, see, there's, there's a change coming uh, and people said for years, well, I've heard it for years, but it, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's closer now than it's ever been. Uh, you know, the Bible says when we see these things come to pass, what, what things is he talking about? He's talking about the condition of the world, how that uh, everybody said, well, it's the same as it was 20 years. No, it's not. No, it's not. Sin has ramped up. The Bible says that iniquity or lawlessness against God shall abound. The refusal of a generation of people to acknowledge God for what he is, who he is. No, they they have their gods, and they call him God, and they might even mention the name of Jesus, but they, they, they have no perception 
of who he is, what he actually requires of us. And, and like it's not in us, but when we accept Jesus Christ, the requirements met. When we, uh, when we listen to the prodding of the Holy Spirit in our lives to get saved, and then after we get saved to lead us into sanctification, then uh, you know we uh, we have tapped in, so to speak, to the to the power that's needed. He said, "Go and wait and tarry and wait until you be baptized with with the Holy Ghost." And the Bible says, "And He shall give you power, power endued with power." The Bible says, "Power to overcome." power to fight the powers of darkness, uh, not in ourselves. We can't do this by ourselves. We're not that big. We're not that strong. But he is. He, the Bible declares he already went before us. He uh, died. When he died, we died. He was resurrected. When he resurrected, we resurrected. He's coming back after us, the Bible declares. Um, in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 4, we see the 24 elders standing before the throne of God, the repens- the, those that represent all of redeemed mankind who are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Man is the only creature that God has ever redeemed back to himself. Uh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He says, not that I already obtained, neither were already perfect. And I haven't got there yet. He said, but I follow after. He said, I pursue that I may apprehend. Of course, that word apprehend means to uh, uh, gather in, to conquer, so to speak. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18, that may may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of the salvation that's offered by Jesus Christ. The depth of it, which is never-ending. And the hype, you know, you you can't get around it. Uh, it's it you know, it's something that we can't um, uh, have our uh, mind wrap around is the love of God and what Jesus Christ actually did when He came and He lived and He died and He was resurrected. So He, he said He said I'm 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 pursuing to be Christ-like with this mind being in you. We studied here a chapter or so ago uh, that was in Christ. The pouring out, the complete submission, how Christ himself submitted and poured out and uh, gave over to to do what he was sent to do. For this reason was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And he said, that for which I also have apprehended of Jesus Christ. And what was he saying? Was he apprehended? Certainly. Uh, Certainly. He wasn't looking for Jesus. Jesus found him on the road to where Damascus, and uh, as we said before, his life completely changed. Um, he was saved by Christ uh, to become Christ-like. That's why we're saved, to become Christ-like, not in our own power, not by works, certainly not, but by the grace and the mercy, growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It says in verse 13, <clears throat> Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, listen now, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Now, that's a powerful scripture right there. He said, I count not myself to have apprehended. Um, He's kind of repeating himself there from verse 12. But he said, this one thing that I do, 
But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind or forgetting the past. Um, his past, we know <clears throat> he talked about it in the first part of chapter 3, of how he had a zeal persecuting the church, uh, touching the righteousness, uh, uh, which is the law of blame, as the, the, the Word of God says. Um, he was a pursuer of those that practice the Christian faith, who believe in Jesus Christ and him crucified. Some of them, uh, no doubts, were killed. He held the coats of those that stoned Stephen. So he certainly had kind of a, a jaded past, and uh, I'm sure the enemy, which he does, uh, wanted to hold that over Paul's head as guilt. But he said one, you know, he said this one thing. He said, "I've done it in ignorance," and that's one thing. And he said, "I didn't have knowledge." He said, but "Once I saw the light, and boy, did he ever see the light? Once I saw the light, the Bible says if we get light, it's our responsibility to walk in that light. Much given." Much required. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. So he says, uh, I failed. But because I was apprehended of him, <clears throat> I'm going to forget those things that are behind. It would uh, behoove all of us to forget our past with the help of the Holy Ghost. To know that uh, Jesus said, I make all things new. I, I give you life, and I give you life more abundantly, uh, technically, legally speaking. If we are born again and covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, according to the word of God, the sainting can no longer legally hold those past uh, sins over us. They are forgiven as far as the east is from the west. If we confess our sins before God, he is faithful to forgive our sins. That's what the Word of God says. Reestablish us in the way that we should go. So the book of, uh, so he said, he, I'm sorry. He said, reaching forth unto those things which are before. In other words, the future. I'm going in another direction. You know, you know the Bible says, back to forgetting those things which are behind. Luke nine sixty two says, And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. So once we start this journey, we don't look back. We uh, That's why there's no armor for the back of a, a person or a Christian, spiritually speaking, because we should be constantly progressing, not regressing. Uh, we can't afford to look back. Not that we haven't, but we can't afford to look back. We can't afford to take a glance back. We see an example of that of Lot's wife coming out of Sodom. She just had to look back. God was bringing her out from destruction. God was bringing his Lot's family out from destruction, which I believe is the type of the rapture. And uh, she had to look back. He says, reaching forth unto those things which are the Oh, in other words, we need to go ahead. <clears throat> Our future is in Christ Jesus. Our uh, eternal spirit that the Bible plainly teaches is eternal. That's going to live forever somewhere. You know, it's hard to wrap your mind around that, but we know by just life, that our bodies are not permanent, that they are a temporal abode for our, 
are spirits. That which is spirit is spirit. That which is flesh is flesh. When it's flesh and blood, uh, it's going to pass. That's what the Bible says. Because of the fall, flesh and blood <clears throat> gets older, gets weaker, gets sick. We stand we stand on by his stripes, we're healed. And uh, everybody wants to live out their days. But the fact is, the Bible says it's appointed unto man wants to die. Then the judgment, no one is going to live forever in this flesh, according to what the Word of God says. So we're looking ahead. Uh, and our victory is in, in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and, and his precious blood and his finished work. Verse 14. He says, I press, I push toward the mark for the prize and the listen of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Much given, much required. We can't ignore that high call. Uh, this represents, of course, uh, our spiritual life, our uh, moral life. Everything that we do should represent Christ. Uh, we should be an example for him. We should be a witness for him in uh, not so much what we say, which that's important, our testimony is important, but what we do. The moment that you say you're a Christian, uh, people begin to watch you. Believe me, I know. And, and, you know, if you mess up, you hear the words, I thought he was a Christian. They, uh, people know, some don't live that life, but they know that uh, that being a Christian is a, a different call. It's uh, It's been Christ-like. Most people know, maybe they don't know the Bible real well, uh, what Christ did, who he was. We know that uh, they believe he was the son of God, that that, that uh, he lived in sinless perfection, that he was the holy lamb of God that took away the sins of the world. He says, I press toward the mark with the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. That word press there means to pursue with a zeal. Pursue with a zeal to press forward and never look back. I just read you the scripture that if a man puts his hand to the plow, then he's not worthy of the kingdom of God. For the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And this is uh, the high calling begins with our faith totally on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Where he shed his blood, the Bible says on our uh, the song says an old rugged cross and if he hadn't done that there'd be no victory for me and you today there'd be uh, no justification there'd be no sanctification and there'd be no future glorification of course of course, the the fact that he raised from the dead has a whole lot to do with that too that it began at the cross and what he did and how he completely gave himself he wasn't murdered he was a substitute. He willingly gave his life that me and you might live. He who knew no sin became sin, the Bible says. And we all have a sin problem. And that sin problem was addressed when he gave it all at the cross. So he says in verse 15, Let us therefore as many as perfect, be thus minded, and if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. He said, let us, uh, as many as be perfect, or be progressing in Christ, maturing in Christ. We should be 
better Christians every day that we walk, not in ourselves again. It's nothing within us, but in our faith in Jesus Christ, how he has helped us as our faith begins to grow because of what he's already done in our lives and believing what he's going to do in our lives. And the fact is he redeemed us from a devil's hell. That's certainly a starting point. Be thus minded. In other words, have your minds on Christ and his finished work. And if anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. But, you know, that's the Holy Spirit showing us the right way. Uh, the psalmist David said, search me, O Lord, whatever you find in me that's uh, not perfect, remove it. Whatever, if I'm going in the wrong direction and change my path, the Holy Ghost leads us and guides us into all truth and all righteousness. Verse 16, nevertheless, whereunto we have already obtained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing, whereunto we've already progressed. Let us walk the same path of the cross with the finished work of Christ. The book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 23. And he said unto them, If any man will come after me, listen now, let him deny himself for his strength and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake the same shall save it. This uh, denotes the perfect sacrifice uh, given by Christ. We believe in we believe in that sacrifice, and uh, and the Word of God says that um, when we die, then we win. When we die out, when we take up the cross of Christ, when we believe in the finished work, that that's our Christ. It, it, it's nothing in us. It's not in works. It just can't happen in works. Now, we, we know the Bible said without works, James said the faith is dead. Of course, when we have faith in Christ, then there's going to be works, but those works save us. It's the faith in Christ that saves us. There again, nothing in ourselves. We are completely blessed with mercy and grace. With mercy and grace. And as I said before, we need to know Jesus Christ and grow in the grace and knowledge of who he is and what it is. Verse 17. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them, listen, mark them, which walk so ye as ye have us for an example. He said, mark those. The Bible says, uh, mark those that labor among you. Try the spirits and be, and see if they be of God. And he says, uh, Paul said this. He said, follow me. And he didn't quit there, even as I follow Christ. Acts 17 talks about a people called the Bereans who picked up the word of God. They watched people's lives. They made sure who was ever preaching to them was preaching to them the word of God, rightly dividing the truth. He says, observe intently of those uh, that are walking in Christ. He said, be followers together of me or imitate me. Now, that that's a pretty strong statement because um, if people are following somebody, 
the person that happened to fall, that's, that's not good. But Paul, he didn't fall because he was rooted and grounded in the truth. He was uh, rock solid. The zeal that he had when he was a Pharisee, that zeal led over when he was converted, and he was a staunch follower of Jesus Christ. He said, "He said, I'm persuaded nothing shall separate me from the love of God. That which I have committed unto him, he's able to keep against that day. But he was uh, rock solid. That's why, you know, uh, Many, many of you might say, "What's well, an arrogant statement?" No, that's that's just truth. He was was who he was, um, and and people did listen to him and followed him. And, you know, he wrote to churches. You know, we are in, in in a letter right now to the church at Philippi uh, to admonish, to help. Verse eighteen. Now listen. For many walk of whom I've told you often, and now tell you even weeping. Listen, it's a very strong statement that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. So who's an enemy of the cross of Christ? Anybody that denies his deity. Anybody that tries to get saved in any other way except through the cross, which is not going to work anyhow. Only one way. One way. Jesus said, I am the way. His finished work is the way. What he did is the way. I am the truth and I am the life. The Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So he said, those that try to live for God outside of the plan of God. For this reason was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. He might bring salvation where God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He said, I would that none would perish. The opportunity for people to get to 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 be born again and get saved as the Holy Spirit draws them, see. Only through him. And he said, I tell you, even weeping. He said, it's such a serious thing when people deviate from the truth. The Bible says the truth will set you free, but the Bible also says says that many will believe a lie and be damned. There are such things as religious lies. When people point to any other ism or schism, even in the church, will do this or do that or do that, you know. And people take their eyes off of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Uh, not going to work. He said, they're the enemies, he said, tell you weeping that the enemies of the cross of Christ. The enemies of the cross of Christ. That they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Now think about that today. Verse 19. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. And whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things, whose end is their destruction. And so if people ignore God's way, if people ignore God's way, then there's a danger and it'll happen, the loss of the soul. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. And no man comes into the Father except it be through me, whose God is their belly, and uh, you know, I think uh, talks about perverting the gospel for personal gain, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. The Bible says, "Set your affection on things above, rather than on things what below." 
so people weren't really uh, interested in heavenly things. Uh, they use they use uh, church, whatever it might be, for their own personal gain, and it goes on. Sadly, but it does go on. And he says, whose end is destruction? That's not good. If a person is the enemy of a cross, if they preach another Jesus, if they preach any other way except through the cross, then their end is destruction, according to what the Word of God says. And most of the time, these things are done in pride, and we know what the Bible says about pride. Pride comes before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. Humble yourself before God in due time. The Word of God says you shall be exalted. Verse 20, for our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. There again, or your, their affection, or their citizenship is in heaven. Uh, although we're in this world, we're not of this world. We've been redeemed out of this world. We, we, we are primed that when the trump of God sounds, that we're going to leave this place. Amen. Even the dead in Christ, the Bible says, shall rise first, and those that alive and remain shall be caught up in the air to be with Christ forever. See? Abraham was a perfect example. He was a nomad. He had he had no solid home. He he was a traveler. The, the Word of God says he has no continuing city. In other words, he uh, wasn't really a citizen of this world. He was looking for a a a land or a place whose builder and maker was God. He believed that. He knew there was something beyond that. Job said, I know I'm going to be okay in the resurrection. I know that my Redeemer lives. I wait all the days of my life for my change. So our conversation, our citizenship, should be in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus, where we look for his coming. The Bible says we love his appearing. Yes, he's coming back. He's coming back uh, with power and with glory to establish, the Bible says. He's coming back seven years tribulation. After, after that 1,000-year millennial reign, after that, the eternal age. All orchestrated and planned and spoken of in the Word of God. That's what's coming. That's future. Verse 21. This is what it says here. Who will change our, no, he says, our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able to subdue all things unto himself. Now, I just quoted you the scripture. Job said, I wait all the days of my life for my change. See, Job knew in his heart of hearts, and he was laying there covered with the boils from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, that God was not going to leave him that way. And, of course, he didn't. He changed him before the resurrection. He healed him and delivered him seven times, the Bible says, was given back to him of what uh, God allowed Satan to take from him. But there was complete restoration for Job. And he says, "Who shall change our vile body. This is going to happen at the resurrection. The word of God says corruption shall put on incorruption. Come on. Mortality shall put on immortality. 1 Peter 5, 4 says, And when the chief shepherd shall appear, he shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. 1 John 3, 2, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, 
for we shall see him as he is. Well, the perfect example is when he walked for those days, appeared under 500, I think 40 days, appeared, appeared to over 500 people in his glorified body, walked through walls, but yet he ate, spoke, had flesh and blood. Thomas rushed out and touched the scars in his hands. But yet he's glorified. And as Christ is, so shall we be. Because he went before us, we are going to be what he is. We died with him at the cross and resurrected with him from the tomb. The Bible says we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. It may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. Every saint, every child of God will have a glorified body, not an old body but one that will never grow old. The song says, never grow old in a land where we'll never grow old. All the hospitals are going to be shut down. All the jails are going to be shut down. There'll be no need for funeral directors or funeral homes. Amen. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords will be here on this earth according to the Word of God. The Prince of Peace will be here. He will rule from where? Jerusalem with a rod of iron and the scepter shall depart from the tribe of Judah. Said according to the working whereby he is able, listen, he is able, he is able, even to subdue all things unto himself, which he already did when he gave his life on the cross. He conquered, Colossians says, and triumphed over all principalities. Read that. Study, study that book. It's a great book. All powers and all principalities. The book of Ephesians said we've been set in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We're not there yet. We're not setting in the literally in those heavenly places, but we have an inheritance. We are waiting. We, uh, you know, in the spiritual realm, we're sitting there. We're not, we don't have a continuing city. Let our conversation not be of this world, but let it be in heaven. Let our citizenship not be of this world, but let it be in heaven. If you haven't noticed, this place is not doing well. The Bible's being fulfilled. Iniquities abounding. Peerless times are here. Deception is, 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 is abounding like it's never had. And the Word of God says, many shall believe a lie and be damned. If Christ is portrayed in, other, in any other way except his, his, uh, his life given to the cross, his, he was a substitute, the mediator, his resurrection, his ascension. If, any other, if he's preached outside of that, that's not the gospel. He came to die, and exactly what he did. The the junk that is written today that well, no, he went to France and Mary, Mary, dear Lord, help us. Falsehood, a lie, a lie, a lie, a lie. But yet people believe it. When we know Christ, when we are confronted by Him, the Word of God tells us. that we have responsibility to either accept him or reject him. That's what the word says. We have responsibility to either accept him or reject him. Receive him today. Please don't turn him away. He's the answer today. He's the only one that can help us. Receive him today. The They were... The word of God, the word of God says that we need to get our eyes upon Him, our eyes upon the prize. He is prize today. He's the only way that a man, woman, 
boy or girl can be saved. If you don't know him today, the word of God says, call upon his name. Confess with your mouth. Believe with your heart that God Almighty raised him from the dead. And call upon the name of the Lord, and you shall be saved. If you need healed today, by his stripes you're healed. He was chastised for our peace of mind. He did it all for us at the cross 2,000 years ago. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word and for your power and for your spirit. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, every individual that hears this word today, Lord, you touch them. Lord, you bring salvation, bring deliverance, Father, in Jesus' name. Break the bondages in people's lives today. And we ask these things in Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, you can reach us at truthintheword777 at gmail.com. It's truthintheword777 at gmail.com. Uh, this has been Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Radio. Until next time, God bless. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want to make